Wishing Day by Lauren Miracle. Chapter 6. What's wrong? Molly asked Natasha at her locker. You look like you saw a ghost. Natasha clamped her lips together. For real, Molly said. She tapped Natasha's shoulder in the exact same spot where the bird lady had. The bird lady had touched her and said weird things to her, and then she'd laughed at her. Silly, silly girl. No, silly, silly girls. Plural. Because of Emily, whoever that was, and Natasha's mother, who the bird lady had quite liked. Natasha had prickled when the bird lady mentioned Mama. The bird lady wasn't allowed to mention Mama, whether she'd liked her or not. There should be a law against it. Natasha, Molly said in a sing-song voice. I will pester you until you tell me, so you might as well get it, it over with. She widened her eyes. Oh, did you see a ghost? I will be so jealous if you saw a ghost. Not that I believe in ghosts, but did you? A boy shut his locker with a bang and Natasha flinched. Molly stuttered, studied her. In a gentler tone, she asked, Hey, are you all right? Do you know anyone named Emily? Natasha blurted. No, why? No reason. Liar. Natasha dug her fingernails into the pad of her palm. Something strange happened on the way to school, but it's not important. Anyway, I probably made it up. Over the next four hours, Natasha wondered if she had made up her encounter with the bird lady, if there was any possible way she'd imagined it. But she hadn't. She knew she hadn't. When noon arrived, she and Molly claimed their usual table at the back of the cafeteria. One other person sat with them, only not really, since he chose the farthest away seat. Also, he had his nose in a book. He wore earbuds, and whatever he was listening to was turned up loudly enough for Natasha to hear it. It sounded like the soundtrack to a video game. Fifteen feet away in the middle of the room, Natasha's sister, Daria, held court among her friends. Thanks to the age cutoff dictated by the school calendar, Natasha and Daria were both in the sixth grade. They stuck to their own circles pretty much, though. Or Daria stuck to her circle. Natasha hung out with Molly. You don't have to let her outshine you, you know, Molly said, gesturing at Daria. Daria's red curls bounced as she laughed. Girls clamored for her attention. She was extremely shiny. Who said I was, Natasha said. If you curled your hair and made maybe used some shine serum and wore skirts more often. Thanks for your input, Natasha said shortly. I'm fine with who I am, actually. Molly hit her forehead with the heel of her palm. Bad, Molly, bad. She touched Natasha's arm. Sorry, I didn't mean it in a judgy way. Natasha wanted to twitch away Molly's hand. She didn't, because then Molly would apologize a hundred more times. Then she'd try to psychoanalyze Natasha to find out why talking about Daria was so hard. And she'd be anxious and concerned, and it would 
all be for nothing because Natasha had no problem talking about Daria. She didn't want to be Daria, that's all. And she didn't want to be mothered or babied or fixed, not by Molly. Molly started to say something, but didn't. Instead, she slurped her mixed berry smoothie, which came in a squeezable plastic pouch and was actually baby food. On the front of the pouch was a picture of Grover from Sesame Street, holding an arm full of strawberries and blueberries. On the back of the pouch, it said, I, your furry friend Grover, adore delicious mixed berries. Maybe it was Molly who wanted to get all sorts of attention, like Daria. Maybe packing baby food in her lunch was her way of showing off. Maybe Molly's the one who needs psychoanalyzing, Natasha thought, and she felt better. So tell me about this morning, Molly prompted, propping her elbows on the table and resting her chin on her palm. What was the strange thing that happened? Natasha felt reluctance build up inside her like wet sand. Huh? Oh, I don't even remember. Yes, you do. You were freaked out. I could totally tell. Natasha sighed. Then she gave Molly an abbreviated account of the morning's events. In her shortened version, she didn't physically run into the bird lady and she didn't have a conversation with her. She simply saw her, nothing more. And there was a bird in her hair, Molly said, delighted. A living, breathing bird? She giggled and Natasha felt annoyed. The thought rose into her head that Molly was a silly girl. A silly, silly girl. But the words didn't feel like her own, and a shiver rippled down her spine. Anyway, that's the whole story, Natasha said. I saw the bird lady. She was weird. The end. She's probably lonely, Molly mused. If you see her again, you should, like, try to get to know her. Just because she's crazy doesn't mean she doesn't need a friend. You shouldn't say crazy. Mentally ill. Whatever, Molly shrugged. Maybe she's manic depressive. Maybe today she saw, you saw her manic side, and the next time you'll see her depressed side. Natasha flattened her hands on the cafeteria table. Mama had had a depressed side. Her dark times. That's how Mama had described the days when she didn't get out of bed. Natasha hated thinking about Mama descending into darkness. She even hated thinking of the bird lady descending into darkness. She didn't want that for anyone. My cousin Lucille, Molly said, who lives in the apartment complex near the railroad tracks, she knew a woman who was always depressed. Also, she had hair everywhere, including her arms and hands and even her palms. She paused. I don't think the hair was related to her depression, though. Natasha had no reply. Molly said the most bizarre things, usually in a completely offhanded way. Like... My mom baked blueberry muffins for breakfast with real blueberries, not canned. And Lucille, my cousin, she knows a very hairy woman who happens to be depressed. 
Hey, do you have any lip gloss? Movement drew Natasha's attention. She looked up and saw a bird swoop from one end of the cafeteria to the other. She blinked, shook her head, and looked again. Molly, she said, pointing. There's a bird in the cafeteria. Molly's mouth fell open. Then she grinned and said, Aw, hi, little birdie. To Natasha, she said, Is that the same bird you saw in the bird lady's hair? The bird lady's bird was brown. This one's blue, so not the same. But why is there a blue bird in the cafeteria? I have no idea. Maybe he's hungry. Maybe he needs some breadcrumbs. Molly scanned the table. Earbud boy sitting across from them had a sandwich, and Molly leaned over and picked up the part he hadn't eaten. Hey, he said. She pulled off the crust and tossed the rest back. She tore the crust into smaller bits and sprinkled them on the floor. Here, little birdie, food, see? The bird made another pass across the room. It dipped low and hovered in front of the cafeteria's wide glass window, and Natasha felt faint. Outside the lunchroom, particularly obscured by the thicket of trees, Bordering the courtyard was a person, a lady, a tiny lady in a yellow raincoat and bunny slippers who was doing a terrifying job of sneaky, of being sneaky, if being sneaky was her goal. She popped out from behind a snow-covered pine and waved her scarf back and forth like a matador trying to attract a bull. Then she ducked behind the tree. She popped out again. Her smile lighted up her face. She waved the scarf wildly. Then, far too nimbly for someone so old, she darted once more behind the tree. No, Natasha thought. The bird lady could not be outside the cafeteria during lunch, waving at Natasha while everyone else ate and chatted and squirted too much ketchup over their fries. Nor could she be swishing her little red cape scarf back and forth the silk rippling and fluttering like something alive except she was and that particular kind of story scarf was called a mantilla natasha just remembered molly natasha said do you see that lady out there the bird lady did a strange foot hopping dance waving her mantilla back and forth the bird, the birdie's not eating the bird crumbs, Molly complained. Eat the bird crumbs, birdie. Natasha twisted in her seat, searching for Daria. If Daria was looking out the window, window, if Daria saw the bird lady, would that make things better or worse? Daria was hunched together with two other girls, the three of them laughing at something on, on one of the girls' phones. It started snowing. The skim of white made Natasha even more dizzy. The bird lady beckoned her, using her hand to say, Come along, hurry now, quick, quick. Natasha half rose from her chair, and if Molly hadn't yanked her back, she didn't know what she would have done. What are you doing, Molly said. You've eaten like one bite of your apple, she th- thrust out her squeezable plastic pouch with Grover on the front. Here, take this. 
Natasha grabbed Molly's wrist. Molly's eyes widened. Look out the window. The bird lady's right there. Molly turned and squinted through the glass. Snow fell thick, thickly from the gray sky. The old lady was gone. You are so random, Natasha, Molly said. First you say there's a bird in the ca cafeteria, only haha, -ha, not really. Then look, there's an old lady, only not really again. And then you completely zoned out like you weren't even here. There was an old lady, Natasha said. Yeah, this morning on your way to school, Molly said, you took a sip of her Sesame Street smoothie and the bird you saw... The bird, Natasha cried. You fed the bird. She just gestured at the floor beneath Molly's chair where Molly had dropped the breadcrumbs. They weren't there. She glanced up and around the cafeteria ceiling. No bird, not even a feather. Natasha, Molly said. Natasha looked out the window. Then she looked at Earbud Boy, who held a graphic novel in one hand and a sandwich in the other. There were bite marks on the sandwich crust, but no missing strip of crust. The little hairs on the back of Natasha's neck stood up. It was as if the real world collided with a hidden world, a world which other people couldn't see, possibly and impossibly tangled, hopelessly together.